I'm Tom Saunders getting through this in Los Angeles, California. And I'm Scott Blakeman of Manhattan with an historic note. On October 24th, 1861, the Transcontinental Telegraph was completed, making coast-to-coast communication faster and more reliable. The very first message was sent by California Chief Justice Stephen Field to President Abraham Lincoln. And Field said, I announce to you that the telegraph to California has this day been completed. May it be a bond of perpetuity between the states of the Atlantic and those of the Pacific. Well, Tommy, 159 years later, you and I record this daily podcast on an iPhone 3,000 miles apart with a different mode of Atlantic to Pacific communication. We stand on the shoulders of the pioneers of Western Union and the other fine companies who work together to unite our country. And every day on this podcast, we seek to accomplish that very same goal Mm. of uniting our nation. Scotty, October 24th should have been celebrated as Transcontinental Telegraph Day. Instead, the historic day went by unnoticed while we as a nation were distracted by the crucial election in the midst of a pandemic. And getting through this was no exception. Today is October 29th. So while an episode dedicated to the Transcontinental Telegraph was prepared for podcast on the actual birthday of the great coast-to-coast hookups. Events forced us to delay our celebration by a full five days. So I, for one, hope that when our current circumstances are finally behind us, we have a parade honoring the transcontinental telegraph down Broadway or possibly even the Avenue of the Americas. Scotty with marchers carrying telegraph poles held high with pretend telegraph wires bedecked with flags from many states that were connected by Samuel Morse's remarkable communications device. One float would would depict a large telegraph key with perhaps a big (laughs) finger moving it up and down. Another float would be a huge replica of a typical telegram, including the word stop at the end of every sentence. And Scotty, all floats could be made entirely of roses, Why should the Rose Bowl Parade have floats made of flowers and no other? Scotty, Samuel Morris invented the first binary code. Dots and dashes are the equivalent of zeros and ones that comprise the codes of all computers and such like, including the very phone that I'm speaking on. And here's some interesting math. If every word you and I wrote and spoke on this podcast, on this getting through this podcast, if every word were sent back and forth by telegraph, the cost would be $22,493,458 in 1940 dollars, Scotty. Plus plus the tips for the Western Union delivery. Oh, oh, yes. Well, Tommy, uh, alas, there were no parades for Samuel Morris and his transformational invention, but maybe that was for the best since I've discovered that Morris was a virulent anti-Catholic who was also pro-slavery. But To be fair, he was a man of many talents. In addition to having uh, inventing an international code used his very day named after him, he was a respected painter and even introduced daguerreotype photography to America. Then, you know, Tommy, the last telegraph was in 2013 when India's state-run company closed since only 20,000 telegrams had been sent the previous year, down from a high of 60 million a year previously. But Tommy, although the telegram has been replaced by text messages and emails. Wireless telegraphy led to the radio, which then led to this podcast. So, Tommy, you and I owe a debt of gratitude 
to this talented yet deeply flawed man. Yes, Scotty, I, I realize I do, but I, I didn't know about the anti-Catholic pro-slavery aspect of Samuel Morse. Uh, <clears throat> and truth be told, I, I don't even know Morse code. <laughs> By the way, I hope truth will always be told. That is my hope. And, and my hope for a parade devoted to that ridiculous way of communicating, I guess that was not thought through. There's way more great parades to have after the end of COVID, like maybe the end of COVID parade. <laughs> How about that? Where, where they have lovely people of all genders throwing out vaccines for anyone who still isn't vaccinated, like, you know, like they do with condoms on the gay parade. <laughs> Worst, if they had a telegraph parade on the same day as the were fully vaccinated parade, I, <laughs> Or a BLM march, for heaven's sakes. No, no, a parade for Samuel Morris is not as good an idea as I thought it was at the beginning of this piece, Scotty. But I will say, Tommy, uh, who doesn't love a parade? And actually, your idea to honor the transcontinental telegraph is still a, a very good one. And we only need, let's say, two animatronic floats that reference Samuel Morris. One, where he's inventing Morse code in the telegraph while painting and showing daguerreotype photos which parade goers will heartily cheer. And then, in a nod to his darker side, there shall also be a float <laughs> where animatronic Morse shouts on a loop, I'm anti-Catholic and pro-slavery, <laughs> which then can be roundly booed. <laughs> and, and is there any better way to boo than roundly booing? No, because it's, it's like kind of a stereophonic boo, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Like, do you roundly cheer people? I don't know. I think it's not. I think you can only roundly boo people. It's, yeah, it's the highest level of booing is roundly booing. <laughs> well, they always say that with athletes, and he was roundly booed after striking out. Yeah, it's never roundly cheered. Yeah. That's a great point. Uh, yeah. you know. You know, and, but but I, I agree that he this uh, audio animatronics, uh, Samuel Morris, would be, would be especially if he shouted out that he's anti-Catholic and pro-slavery. You know, I, love, I am anti-Catholic and pro-slavery. Yeah. He just keeps doing that over and over on a lip, on a loop. And he, and he, you know, sort of moves and gestures, the same gesture each time. Yeah, people would throw things at him. It would be great. However, Scotty, yeah. I'm worried that, and, and I, I, that I might lose sleep worrying. I, I, I'm not, in other words, I'm not losing sleep yet, but I'm worried that I will lose sleep. Yeah. From worrying about the cost of the animatronic mm. uh, Morris, Morris uh, yeah. Samuel Morris, uh, I think people would throw objects directly at the head, mm. which you know, and heavy objects too, because he said, "Remember, you know, I it's not you know I'm anti-Catholic, yeah, that's not, yeah. Uh, and pro-slavery, right?" And they would yeah. go right to the to the head, and it would cause a decapitation early in the parade. Scotty, and that, mm. that then you've just got this parade with this headless guy just gesturing, and nobody knows what who he is or why he's gesturing for most for yeah. many many blocks. Well, it becomes frightening at that point if, if, for the young it, children who would obviously go to parades. So uh, that would be the thing to keep in mind, and and hopefully people would just stick to roundly booing. We don't we don't encourage any throwing of objects. You could hit a, a, an innocent float. Uh, well, or, exactly, or Scotty. a parade I mean, goer, you know, across the way. But, yeah, that's the, the thing. Unless you have um, trained people, uh, special parade inspectors who go through the audience to make sure people don't have heavy objects to throw at the audio animatronics device, which you could do. I mean, you could have a hire an army of people to go through the parade and 
frankly, frisk people. Yeah, uh, also bulges in their pockets, lest they or backpacks. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's something. Uh, and also, and, you know, you have to protect the audio animatronics. Yeah, you would uh, hope that you do have hope that people just again keep to the round and also focus on the cheering part because there is the morse that we cheer. So you know, you'll do your boo and get it out of your system, but that no need to throw anything. I think the booing would, well, would do uh, it all. Or, or, or perhaps you have an audio animatronics of Abe Lincoln. Uh, exhorting people don't throw anything at this next float people i'm abe lincoln and i say please don't throw anything at the next float thank you well i i'm abe lincoln for those who don't know i got rid of slavery now our next float well he was pro-slavery but please in the spirit of getting uniting our nation roundly boo but refrain from hurling large objects at the uh, that was a brilliant anytime because just like an opening act, just, like when, like, uh, I know someone opened for Sinatra and Sinatra came out and introduced that. So it gave the credibility. Like, okay, this guy must, must be okay. If Frank says he's okay. So yeah. Lincoln comes out as an animatronic Lincoln mm-hmm. and says, okay, look, you're not going to like this. Flow you won't like him, but he has to talk in a Lincoln-esque way. You know, he has oh, to say, yeah. uh, now remember, <laughs> I, I, I ended slavery. Some people th- <laughs> saw things differently. And Samuel Morse, while he invented the telegraph, he was pro-slavery. Please, do not throw heavy objects <laughs> at his head. Yes. Thank you. Actually, didn't Lincoln sort of have a high-pitched voice? It's told, I think that, so maybe, uh, I don't know if they would, I think it sounds better the way you did it, but I was told that right. he oh, did so have Lincoln a, has a high-pitched voice? Well, I was read that somewhere that, of course, there was not that much record of it, but he did speak at the Cooper Union, and someone said he did have this high-pitched voice now i i only read that once Please. and i'm abe lincoln yeah. and I'd like to say, i think people would be shocked hello everybody i'm abe lincoln yes right a honest abe well, jiminy cricket or something now, yeah. this next float it's about a guy who's pro-slavery Please don't throw. Yeah, I could see that happening. I yeah, yeah. But the first one you did, more credibility. It's the, yeah. Even if right. he did have a high-pitched voice, let's stick with the lower one for the sake of uh, uh, unity there. But, but yeah, yeah and also, I, I, the, yeah. the only, one of the first audio animatronics anything was Abe Lincoln. Oh, yeah. For, the, for those 1964 World's Fair, uh, the Illinois exhibit, I proudly say. And he had that low voice. He didn't have the... Four score and seven years ago. He didn't have that. It was no, it'd be upsetting to yeah, I think it I'm was up to yeah. So he had this very deep, resonant voice. Yeah. A voice from history. Well, that's what you assume they all had, you know, yeah. Washington, everybody, but frankly, they all had different voices and, and as is, you know, uh, Hamilton and everyone, but they always you always picture them going, Yes, these United States, you know, but I'm sure it was different. But but, but uh, Scotty, thanks to speculative history, which yeah. we essentially created we can now recreate these voices using the means of speculation based on the powers of the human mind so we can actually imagine what george washington sounds like just based on speculating as to what and and now we know what abe lincoln sounds like so and that's pure speculative speculative history right there well even the the musical hamilton to life hamilton was speculative they didn't you know we don't have recordings of these people so oh yeah, uh, yeah you're right you're right that's yeah. purely speculative when they it, it, we don't know that hamilton rapped no we are not we don't, we don't know the fact that, that we, we you know it, it may have happened but there's no it may have happened so we, we let lynn manuel uh you know speculative <laughs> broadway musicals that's a whole you, new uh, area speculative Broadway <laughs> musicals. Yeah, yeah no it's uh uh, uh 
we're opening up um, vast realms for armchair everybody's uh, armchair <laughs> historians, armchair uh, um, uh, economists, archaeologists. Sorry, it'll be uh, way too long to come up with this. Oh yeah, but Tommy, I have to say that uh, to those listening. We're not doing we're not in cahoots with the armchair industry. Some people may roll their eyes, go, oh, here we go. Armchair stuff. I bet they're getting a little pretty penny from the armchair uh, lobbying group. And no, as, as always, Tommy, which is a great idea came up with, but with no remuneration at all. <laughs> no, no, none, none whatsoever. Although if I were in the armchair business and I heard about a couple of guys who have created a whole uh, uh, realm of speculative academics, speculative history, economics, chemistry, uh, physics, we and, and all done from the comfort of an armchair. I would at least send some free armchairs to, oh, I would to so. us. That, that's yeah. what I, I would do that. Well, I, I would hope for maybe a, a retro, a Saarinen or Eames or, <laughs> uh, you know, one of those marvelous chairs and which oh, I'm looking oh, at. Now it's fun to look at them, and, and of course yeah. they're quite pricey. But it is it makes one feel good looking. Now, why is it? Why did we get the expression "armchair quarterback"? Yes, I know many men will recline in their easy boy, lazy boy <laughs> chair. But what if you're on the couch? Hey, he's couch quarterbacks. It doesn't. Yeah, it seems lesser in some way. Uh, yeah, he's not right. An armchair. He's a why couch is the player. armchair quarterback is better because the couch guy is basically sharing his his seating device with some <laughs> with somebody else. So in a way. He's getting, he may be getting help from other people. Whereas an armchair quarterback, it's all him. It's all yeah. on him. Yeah, he's on, on his that own. guy. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, responsibility to to sit, sit in a chair with arms on it. You know, there's a, there's a certain gravity, a certain authority you get. Well, yeah. And that's why the armchair industry, you know, a lot of times you oh, just get a chair. What do we need arms for? And go, well, all right, but you can't be an armchair quarterback. Well, why, what do you mean? Well, Look at this term, you know, so that that helped that helped them a lot. I think most chairs were armless for one for a period of time. And then once the armchair quarterback term came in, everybody wanted to be one. Yeah. Who doesn't want an armchair? It, 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 I mean, the, just the shares of, of armchair factories just, oh, you know, through the you know, roof. just shot a, a, a up through the roof. <laughs> uh, and and yeah, because who wouldn't want to who want who? Yeah. And by the way. Uh, I could see the time when, in actual football games, the quarterback might sit in an armchair at, at a certain point. You know that that the game <laughs> might evolve to the point where, because the quarterback, if you notice, he's he is treated like a king. Oh yeah, he has the lowest number. They protect him. Uh, uh, he has special rules that protect him. Right, he's the only player you try to protect. He's the only tr player yeah. that that have special rules yeah. protecting him uh, that other players don't have. Uh, why shouldn't he sit in an armchair and then maybe if, if, if he's good at throwing pass, I mean, again, this is speculative uh, football rules changing. So, um, yeah, you know, yeah. there could be, obviously there'll be people who say, how can you tackle somebody who's sitting in an armchair? You know, I mean, there'll be problems. There's no question. Yeah. And then you could say, can you elevate the chair? But then that's, you know, in a way, then you couldn't even get up to him. He, you'd be leaping up. You couldn't reach him. Yeah. That, you could do that. I'm sure they have technology, but that might be a little uh, unfair. But maybe I think we certainly wheels on the armchair. So you, the center wheels them out. 
and you just kind of keep wheeling them away. The guys are running for years, go, woo, and wheeling them away. And I think it would have a madcap quality that would make it fun for people of all ages. It's fun. And also it would make it easier on the quarterback, which I think is the trend more and more in football yeah. rules to make it easier and easier on the quarterback. <laughs> and, and, and so eventually, yeah, you'll, you'll have the armchair quarterback will not just be somebody who lives in a house somewhere and is watching on TV, but will actually – finally get to play the game <laughs> yeah, and i think it would be less injuries and and it's fun it's fun. you know when you're running away from these big guys it's you know but when you're pushing a guy in an armchair it's kind of <laughs> wee wee he can even go wee too i mean if he's winning you know we and, hope uh, that he yeah, yeah. but it probably won't because he wants to seem serious like i'm yeah. being pushed around but i'm still a serious person yeah yeah and then i'm not some, gonna you know, but but they, but if they really really were to express themselves uh, honestly, they would say "we" while they're being pushed. Oh around. yeah, I, and I think I, that, I agree. But I I just know they wouldn't. I know they'd be try keep their game face on. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah. Well, it'd be a logical progression. And also, I guess some of the linemen, <laughs> offensive linemen, would grumble. And there they have number sixty-five, and they're three hundred <laughs> pounds. Oh, we got to no, we got to move the guy in the chair, and you know they won't like it in the beginning. <laughs> Uh, you know, but then it'll be accepted. Those guys, yeah, they will definitely, you know, that that will not sit well with the offensive linemen. You're so right. The guys have to yeah. move it, and especially those Tim Tebow type of uh, quarterbacks who want to make the touchdown themselves, and so you got to push, oh, push them the whole way across the. <laughs> Line. Now, would you have a reclining chair? Because that way yes, you have to keep people of away. Of course. Would. It would be yeah. a lazy boy. Lazy boy. Wow, that would be a great boon. To the- <laughs> Here's something that lazy boy, if they're listening, this would make their sales quadruple. And yeah. yet we're not asking for a penny. No. Uh, and we're, we're, we're not saying don't football. give us a penny. We're just no. saying we're not asking. We're not doing yeah. the crude thing of. You know, holding out our hand like some. <laughs> Please, know, sir. Like, we uh, had an idea. Yeah. Uh, but that's brilliant, Tommy. Arm, uh, actually, real armchair quarterbacks that play the game. That play, play the, the game. game. Yeah. Well, they just become. Yeah. They they go in the armchair yeah, and then they're sitting in the yeah. and they're moved around. By, yeah. By, by offensive linemen. Yeah, the skill. They got a good arm. They have to, <laughs> you know, but they just. Uh, yeah. And I think that would really because the sport, you know, ratings. I don't know how good they are, and I think that could really. Uh, and that would actually in the national anthem, everyone would be seated, in yeah. an armchair, and then it wouldn't be controversial. It'd be like. He didn't take a knee. He was just sitting in a comfortable armchair. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I, 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 um, so you're still not standing so that you're making your point, but you're, uh, yeah, no one's going to argue. Like, about the, I don't I like even, them sitting in those chairs. Right. No one's going to really get upset. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, but I mean, actually, now that you mention it, like if there's a national anthem and, and everybody, you know, there's a the whole question do you take a knee? Do you stand up? But, but here's the quarterback who's sitting in his armchair. <laughs> You know, what does he do? And and uh, I mean, that's that's a real question, because I, I think only the arm, only the quarterback should have an armchair. That's, oh, yeah. Then that's it gets my too feeling. Real. I, yeah. I'm old school. I think football is a is a physical game. I like to see it played not with leather helmets, but let's just have only the quarterback <laughs> in an armchair. Yeah, no, I think that's an excellent point. And, and Tommy, you know, going back again, you know, people are saying, why are you talking about the Transcontinental Telegraph? Well, it is that anniversary. And by the way, I found. First of all, this is education for us. I mean, Samuel Morse, literally, if you said to me, what do you know about Samuel Morse? I would say Morse code and let's move on because I know nothing. <laughs> but uh, but he also is 1844 was when the very first telegram was 1861 was the first uh, coast to coast one. But 
the, you know, that was a great thing, what the, that Chief Justice said. And, yeah, you know, that line that I read, very flowery. But actually, this is true. The very first line of the first telegram in 1844, Morris actually delegated it to an assistant. And the line actually was, what hath God wrought? <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds like a comedy punchline. But no, that was really... It's almost this kind of he was questioning what Pandora's box has he opened up <laughs> by letting yep. people communicate. That's yeah. really uh, what hath God wrought. Yes. Uh, 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 and, and, and in other words, not giving credit to Samuel Morris, but to a you know, he, yeah, because he said God got yeah. him, and that and was Morris got, came up with it. So he and Morris is like, wait, that's what you said. Why didn't you say what is Samuel Morris wrought? But and then by yeah. the, by that time, the the guy had already you know, sent out the message and, and the underling. Um, no, that's a, that is an interesting uh, little sidelight. But we, yeah, we appreciate all this time. I mean, that's the thing is, as we've said on many episodes, we appreciate how the FaceTime and all that, which is the ultimate evolution from the, you know, picture phone that never quite made it from the 1964 World's Fair. All these, the telephone. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we live it. in the world of tomorrow, Scotty. Yes, and we, yes. and, and we we're like the, the the offspring of the of the amazed kids who went to the World's Fair. Well, we're we're like them many years later, but we're still amazed about the future. Oh, we're now in it. Gosh, you mean it's twenty twenty? <laughs> that's right, Tommy. Yes, and uh, and you are Tommy, and that's and and, and, and I'm Tommy. Yeah, and so it worked out perfectly. And it yeah, worked. we're uh, uh, you know that's the thing. You never stop being amazed. My dad, who lived to a hundred, never stopped being amazed, and that's. Uh, and some people go, what are you, a kid? Going, I hope so. Yeah. Well, I want to be that kid in the 1964 or, you know, World's Fair newsreels and documentaries. And but but again, the telegraph and the telegram. No, uh, I'm a very, very, yeah. a very interesting uh, a phase in our electronics uh, uh, in, in the in. Well, what we're talking on now, this very wonder phone of the future. Yes. owes it's it's. Uh, it, 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 it owes it. Yeah. You know, it's very existence to the um, to the original uh, telegraph, because this is, I, as I was reading, wireless telegraphy and uh, uh, led to the radio. And certainly podcasts are uh, the radio. And uh, it's uh, something that, um, you know, we're very. Uh, it should be on the table. Could an actor play Samuel Morris on the float for the of the telegraph parade and, and and hear me out he would be trained in quickly duck, ducking heavy objects hurled at him uh but he would be dressed up as morris and he would say i'm i believe in anti-slave i believe in, uh i'm pro-slavery and i'm anti-catholic he would still say those things but he'd be an actor yeah uh, i have a feeling there'd be a lot of actors who'd line up around the block uh, maybe, sadly, some famous actors for that part. But the float actor would have to understand, this is a new thing, a float actor, he, yeah. that he wouldn't yeah. duck. He would not duck from the more humorous and less harmful objects, such as rotten tomatoes and rotten eggs. Because we want to see Samuel Morris, he, uh, we want to see when he says, I'm, I'm anti-Catholic, splat, right in the face, mm. right? Mm. Uh, and, but I'm also pro-slavery, <laughs> rotten egg. Right. That we, we do want to see. Right. So uh, and I realize, Scotty, auditioning Samuel Morse lookalikes will be tedious. Right. One of us is going to have to do that. And uh, but I do recommend yeah. heavy makeup that is 
you know, enough to withstand the objects thrown at him. Oh, and, and yes, it may turn out that we go audio animatronic, but I guess I do want to give an actor a break, but we sure don't want to break an actor. Well, no, great way of putting it, Tommy, because the unions will have to work all that out, the animatronic scale. Although I still hearken back to what we what you came up with earlier in the broadcast, having an Abe Lincoln animatronic figure coming out and, hey, I'm Abe Lincoln. Hey, you don't have to, I don't have to tell you who I am. Uh, this next float, uh, I, er, I warn you right now, it may be disturbing. <laughs> and, uh, and then you just and say, hey, boo, roundly. But, and I would, again, I would hope that the hurling of, or even tomatoes or rotten eggs would not be because again you have kids in the parade and we want to learn yeah. that we may disagree with someone even but we'll right. boo them but no and, more and throwing by the way, out. So, what if somebody throws uh, a rotten egg, rotten tomato, or a, or a toaster oven, you know, and it, and it misses yeah. the Samuel Morris audio animatronics guy and, and it and it hits the, uh, somebody on the other side of the parade route. Well, exactly. I think yeah, I you said earlier, or perfect that, and, and, and float. And I think it bears yeah. repeating. Well, no, and I—that's why I'd say. And I, I, as a rule, I would say, don't bring a toaster oven to a parade or any that's, public that's event. The and by the way, comic Tommy, book. Uh, uh, don't bring a, <laughs> with a, from the sixties. You, you buy it on the comic, text. you know, look on your face, you know, kind of. In that wacky lettering, shrugging your shoulder type of look, like don't bring a toaster oven to a parade. By Scott Blakeman, Big Seller, Wit and Wisdom of Scott Blakeman. Oh, his number one bestseller. You'd buy that at the <laughs> checkout counter in the smaller size book. Uh, that was, I wish, back in the 60s, that would be the book. Oh, he's the author of, uh, and I'd be but known have, for but that. Yeah, and, uh, and, and it's so easy back in those days because, you know, the book covers didn't have to be artful and, and, and beautiful. They just, no. had, especially for comedy books. You'd have the picture of the comedian on the front making his funniest face and looking like he's yeah. shrugging. But yeah, and then the wacky type and and uh, all that. And then I'd be a quarter to one guest on with Johnny Carson. That'd be a quarter that which that didn't exist even for Johnny after many years. It would end it. It was an hour show, but the quarter to one guest. We could do a whole show on that, Tommy. That I just treasured. It was all the authors and all the people who didn't have a specific thing they were promoting. And that's when you'd have uh, the guy who wrote, you don't bring a toaster oven to a public yeah. event. Uh, and, and, and honestly, who, and, and you would explain, uh, but it would, it would have a serious side to the book because, uh, you know, yes, you'd be, have all your, your humorous parade anecdotes, anecdotes of times you've gone to parades and the, the goofy things that have happened. I mean, we used to go to the parade a lot of times in, uh, in New York sometimes. And, and, uh, uh, it, it, New York is a is I've never seen more parades than in living in New York in Manhattan. Oh, in my well, I've missed you know we literally during these months of the pandemic probably were hundreds of parades. Seems like the San Janeiro is every week, or, but they're great every especially in the summer months. It's always something when you walk on Fifth Avenue and it's a wonderful thing. And uh, and again, nary a toaster oven sight. And by the way, full disclosure, Tommy, I purchased a Hamilton Beach toaster oven which just arrived yesterday i'm looking oh, at the box right now so now did that influence me no, saying I mean, toaster oven i, I think i'm the one who came up with the idea of throwing a toaster oven wow that's right you came up with it so i think somehow tommy you knew that i had this toaster oven now in my apartment still in its wow. box and wrapping and somehow it came through maybe it, in the spirit it, of morse <laughs> maybe it was a morse but, code 
way of saying yeah. it that came you know, out. Honestly, I don't know. Scotty, I, I could tell it in your voice. Uh, it, 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 there is something about <laughs> yeah. your voice, and I think most podcast listeners right now know that that's true. There was something about it, just a little something that made me think, yeah, Scotty just got a brand new toaster oven. I didn't know that it was going to be, <laughs> you know, what brand it would be. You didn't know how it would be. No, uh, I didn't know yeah. if it was still in the box. It sounded like it was still in the box, just based on the chirp in your voice. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, that's it's great to know that that you weren't just shining us on, as they say, with you know making us think that you had a toaster oven with the the chirp in your voice. But in fact, you really do have one, and that's I, I guess that's grounds for a congratulations, Scotty. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, the question is, our listeners might want to know. When will I take it out of the box and put it into service? That could be, as you know, with my reading history and other things uh, and our procrastination. But I'm, I'm determined to get it out of that box <laughs> today and prop it up and uh, think of ways to use so, it. Uh, and as a, yeah. simply as a toaster and then the oven part, we could figure well, out yeah, I later mean, that's, on. Uh, I've, ha- I've gotten lots of toaster oven things. I, I mean, you can essentially live on with a toaster oven and a hot plate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. People look, I have a lovely oven in the apartment, but most people now would rather not deal with giant ovens if they could do it because it obviously repeats. I could do everything, you know, except the toasting uh, um, mode. But but I mean, people like it. I I wouldn't. You're saying that ovens uh, are becoming more and more uh, a thing of the past. People don't. Well, you know, obviously a giant turkey or the big roast that mom does for the holidays you know, that you need to do. Uh, well, some of these toaster ovens accommodate uh, a, a nice bird, good-sized bird, but uh, most people I know don't tend to use their oven. But again, I, you know, I, I don't speak from any, you know, great... Uh, well, uh, it doesn't sound like you're you're about to throw your toaster oven at an audio animatronics version of Samuel oh. Morse anytime soon. No, no, no. That And that, what a great point. That's why I say... Keep your toaster ovens at home and don't throw anything at the animatronics. And what's interesting, Tommy, going back to 1861 and that era, uh, I'm sure there were people at the time who said, well, this Morse guy, oh, all right, it's a great invention, but we're upset with his Mm anti-Catholic stance and certainly his pro-slavery stance. But I think very few people said, well, no more telegrams for me. No, you never heard that. Telegrams? Wait, isn't the guy who invented, like, I've seen telegrams on many old movies. Telegram? Telegram oh, yeah. for Mr. Bunny, or for Bugs Bunny, you know. Uh, 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 <laughs> well, actually, Bugs yeah, he Bunny got lots got of telegrams, of, uh, and, and, and yeah. they never said, yeah. by the way, the guy who invented it, he was anti-Catholic and pro-slavery. And then everybody goes, right. and then crumples up the telegram and throws it in the pit. I've never seen that scene. Yeah, I mean, maybe, no, maybe Chuck Jones <laughs> had written one. And then it got, you know, didn't make it past the, the censors. But uh, and again, not to, to I mean, history was good. We know that about him. But people didn't say, forget it. I'm never saying. Yeah, this right. Exactly. Again. So it, I'll never communicate with anyone ever again, because that was yeah, the only way. To yeah, do yeah. It, really. no, that is a very uh, important speed. point that his associations did not change the, the usefulness of his inventions, his his political and, and social beliefs uh, were didn't it? Uh, did not affect the whether or not you could hear dots and dashes. Uh, so, I mean, that's a really interesting yeah. and, and important point, Scotty, that you live leaving. Yeah, I mean, well, they would have people, you know, there could have been people who said, I'm not going to use Morse code. Well, there, there yeah. is no other 
code, really. So I think it's a, something people take in mind that you can deplore rightfully aspects of a person's belief set, but then yeah. you could still embrace. I mean, it'd be nice if Telegraph Lincoln had written a code of his own that we could all go, well, I, I prefer Lincoln <laughs> code to, to Morse code, but he didn't. Uh, yeah. But but no. I, I do think he will be uh, uh, the animatronic Lincoln warning people to please do not throw heavy objects at the the next yeah. that's the audio animatronic Samuel Morse that will be coming up in the next float. Yes, which may be disturbing may to some people. Uh, they always say that on the CBS Evening News, the Nora O'Donnell's going, and here's <laughs> right, right, sadly, right. Sadly, there's all the things. Uh, some of the footage yes. may be disturbing. Some of the things that the audio animatronic uh, Samuel Morse will say may be disturbing to to some people. Please do not throw heavy objects at the audio. And yeah, I I I, I think that yeah. will. I, I I think we've got that much worked out as far as, you know, what the uh, Lincoln is going to say on the. Well, I think we've got actually basically the whole thing. We're got. First of all, we're proposing the very first parade honoring the Transcontinental yeah. Telegraph and the work of Samuel Morse. And we could have stopped there and kicked, you know, kicked yeah. back and had a yeah. or five and had a nice lunch at, uh, Del you know, at the, the Smokehouse in yeah. Burbank or a fine establishment here in New York. But uh, no, we said, let's keep going and let's think of every eventuality, including the anticipated booing for his, you know, anti-Catholic yeah. pro-slavery position. So yeah. we thought it all out. Time. No surprise. We're ready to go. We're, we're, hand it we're off ready to, we're ready nope. to go. And, and yeah, and, yeah I, I just wish everybody could be like us, Scotty. That's, you know. Well, especially in parade management. Many times you go to a parade and go, you know what? These people didn't think this thing out no. very well. People show up. Especially the it. Palisades no 4th of July parade. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I think that from the beginning of the parade to the end, you know, nobody really thought this through. Why is there a car with mm. just a bunch of people in it? And there's just sort of a sign on the side that says something like that's not a float. That's not a uh, uh, sorry. I, I when I think of parades and I think of the Palisades Fourth of July parade, I go off. But by the way, there wasn't one this year, so I have nothing to complain. Yeah, about. well, hopefully next year they'll take your advice and make it even better or maybe it'll show up in your. Uh, uh, you know, and, and the, yeah, I think they'll hope they will hear what yeah, you have well. to say. And, and we just put it out there. Well, Tommy, I mean, this show is groundbreaking for so many ways. You invented the armchair quarterback. You took it to the next level, making actual quarterbacks. Armchair. Well, I, I just think it's going to, I mean, I can't really take credit for that. I think it's going to happen. I think it's just the writing is on the wall. That's where it's going to happen. Yeah. You hate to see writing on the wall, especially <laughs> if it's a rental. If you rent the apartment, they're not going to go, uh, well, yeah. you just wrote on the wall. I know, but yeah. that was the writing and, on the and wall. I mean, you hate to see it, but you have to follow the rules of the writing on the wall. Because if the writing's on the wall, you got to do what it says. Apparently, that's what I, that's. Well, by, if you move out, you have to take the writing <laughs> off the wall. You're yeah, but expense. you're right. So, you, you, you know, yeah, that's and, why and you paint over it. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you need a couple coats before, you know. <laughs> well yeah because it's a yeah but um so i would say basically if you're gonna look for the writing on the wall own own your establishment uh and then yeah, write but, on the wall so but, that was, yeah, yeah but apparently it's very important because if the writing's on the wall you know that's what's gonna happen like how did that how did that happen? yeah yeah no yeah i don't want to not have the writing on the wall that's the thing so just make the yeah, writing make on the wall sure happen really something good so that when it happens we'll be happy <laughs> oh yeah you don't want to have any writing on yeah. the wall because then it's you know what's the point uh, so well tommy uh wow and 35 yeah, minutes <laughs> maybe we've changed the world again uh you know and look back at a different time in history uh 
1861 and and uh, up to the well, present Scotty, day. I, I'm I'm uh, <laughs> I'm just so looking forward to that parade and the audio animatronics, Lincoln, uh, more than oh, Lincoln yeah. than the Samuel Morse. Uh, uh, yeah, now the Lincoln well, is always uh, welcome. Be, you know, and, uh, prepping us for the Samuel Morse thing. You know, because <laughs> you like yeah. to see Lincoln. Usually, he's talking about his big things, but in this case, in this case, he just wants us to be prepared. That some of the things. Yeah, that he's more, setting up. He's doing like a little opening act. Yeah, he usually he's the headliner, but yeah, he's opening Samuel for Morse Samuel Morse. Will be upsetting. Like, Please, we do ask that you. Don't, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's a great parade. Yeah, no throwing that I would want to go see. I absolutely. Kids of all ages will would love that parade. And uh, well, Tommy, uh, uh, until tomorrow, I remain sincerely I'm yours. I'm always going to be Tom Saunders, and we're getting through this. <laughs>